my name is Eric, and I have the privilege to share my testimony with you. Uh, I was born into a family with two believing parents. Both my mom and dad were saved uh, before I was born. And so I have many memories of my earliest childhood being at church, church activities, uh, Awana, kids stuff. So it's always been part of my life. I don't have any very many memories that aren't in the church uh, from that far back. That's how, that's how much we were spending time in church and with others from church. Um, my best friend was uh, the son of the pastor and my other friends, uh, close friends, were all at church. I didn't have friends at school uh, because I just didn't want to associate with those kids. All my time was spent at church and uh, it was an important part of my life. Uh, my dad was always part of church leadership. Uh, usually as an elder, and he taught Bible study. We had Bible studies at our house, and I just remember that um, growing up as well. I was in the church uh, so much that I was in every uh, kids' activities, um, vacation Bible schools. I was uh, in Christmas plays, um, choir stuff, um, Anything that was uh, that was happening in the church, I was I was a part of it. And my mom and dad encouraged that. They didn't force it, but they encouraged it, and I enjoyed it. And I, I just have so many fond memories of church stuff and uh, just being there, being involved. Um, we got, we moved around to a couple different churches when I was still really young. And then we ended up uh, at a church where we were for, from the time I was about three or four years old till I was 18 and 19 years old. And that was my home church. That was where I have most of my memories um, uh, from being, from young, uh, as a younger kid. Um, it was a good church from, from what I remember. It was a good Bible-believing church. Um, and my dad served there. My mom played piano and did some singing. Um, we were involved in the youth ministry um, all the time. We did Awana. We did mission trips to Mexico and to the beach. Uh, did cold turkey evangelism. We did... Um, we, we went to the local uh, abortion clinics and we would stand out uh, on the opposite corner and pray and, and just uh, do those outreach type things. Um, and we, that was just part of growing up. That was, that was what we did. Um, so I was exposed to the truth of the Bible and the gospel as a young kid. And I even believe I initially became a believer when I was junior high age or even earlier, maybe fifth grade or sixth grade. 
I remember in Sunday school just feeling convicted about who I was and who God is and that I needed to repent of my sins, ask for forgiveness for my sins, and trust in Jesus to uh, take those, his death took those sins away from me. And I, I believe that even as a young kid. And I, I believe it was genuine because I was convicted of my sins all the time as a young kid growing up. Um, I didn't want to do things that were dishonoring to the Lord, at least the big stuff. Um, I ha definitely had internal struggles and sins um, that uh, I dealt with that were still a part of my life. Uh, but I can thank the Lord that He spared me from, from doing anything that was what I felt severe or big sins. Um, I, I was scared to get in, uh, to do stuff with my friends that I knew I would get in trouble with, um, that would make my dad or my mom uh, upset. Or more importantly, that would, that would um, make me look bad because part of, a lot of it was not wanting to well, wanting to keep up appearances, wanting to keep looking good on the outside. So as I got older, I struggled more with with um, just lying, a lot of lying, um, a lot of internal sins. I I, um, I had a lot of evil thoughts about uh, about the lust of the flesh, which I struggled with a lot. Um, seeing stuff I shouldn't see as a young kid um, on in movies and in magazines and having images in my head that that were evil um, that filled my head with thoughts that I shouldn't have um, and I struggled with that for a long long time but I am thankful that the Lord spared me from ever going through with anything further than that um, as I got older. I was still convicted of, of, of actually going through with, with things like um, being, being promiscuous, um, drinking, taking drugs, smoking. Um, all of that stuff scared me, like uh, honestly scared me. And so uh, I didn't, I didn't, want to try any of those things so I thank the Lord that he kept me from those um, but it was those internal things um, I lied to my parents a lot uh, I got it uh, I became a kleptomaniac so let's just say I got uh, I started stealing um, from local stores uh, me and one of my Christian friends um, we did it together and we pushed the boundaries and um, I got caught once and uh, I had to tell my parents what I did. I had to confront my dad and explain to him what happened because I was 17 and there was they were threatening to potentially put me in juvenile hall. 
Um, so I had to tell my dad what I did and it was one of the scariest things I've ever had to do was to confess to my dad what I did. And not just what I did at that time, but all that I did leading up to that, all the stealing I did before, uh, all the lying I did about it, about where I got these things from. So that was a real eye-opening experience, um, and it scared me so much um, that I decided that I you know, couldn't afford to, to take that risk anymore. Um, so when I was 19, uh, our family moved from that church that I grew up in, and we moved away. We moved out of town to a new place because uh, my dad's job took us there. And uh, we were in there for only a short time before we ended up in the Los Angeles area. And my dad told us we were gonna go to Grace Community Church. Uh, he had followed John MacArthur on Grace to You for many, many years, read his books, was just an admirer of him as a teacher of the truth. And he told us, this is where we're gonna go. And my brother and sister and I weren't sure. We were all high school, college age. And, uh, but we decided, yeah, we'll give it a shot. And so we went there. Uh, first time I remember walking into the college group at the, in the gym at the church, I was blown away and uh, taken aback by how huge it was. Just the college age kids, that group was bigger than my old church put together. And it was intimidating. And I didn't want to have to put myself out there to meet new people, to make new friends, to start over. So I didn't make the effort. And we wanted to check out some other churches in town. So we, we checked out a few other ones. And those were worse, uh, teaching-wise. We knew Grace had good teaching. Um, so we decided to stick with that. My brother and sister were plugged in more quickly because they were in the college group and I, or they were in the high school group and I was in the college group by myself trying to meet people and it was difficult. And eventually I gave up on it and I decided that I didn't want to put the effort in to try to meet people, to try to get plugged in, to try to get involved. So I actually started putting my job more important at church on Sunday and I would actually take Sunday shifts. And that put me out of church life for a number of years. Uh, it wasn't, it, I wasn't interested in it. I was more interested in working, making money, and spending my money that I made. Um, that was all I was interested in. Um, I would pretend that I was a believer or that I was a true believer, that I, I would tell my parents and you know what they wanted to hear. If I had met someone at the church at some at some way or another, I would, you know, say all the right things. And uh, this went on for a number of years. And then right around the turn of the century in, in 2000, 2001 was when I start I got more plugged in with people at Grace Community Church through my brother, through my sister, through their friendships. I made acquaintances. And these people I found were just normal people. Uh, it wasn't intimidating. It was 
was natural. It was getting to meet people for real. Um, and believe it or not, I still have those acquaintances from those from those years back. The people that I've have been in weddings with and they've been in mine and been in contact with and still I'm in contact with. Um, this was a pivotal time where God was really changing my heart again. I, I realized that those years of trying to uh, avoid church were just uh, not beneficial. I was uh, not doing anything bad per se but I was, I was not doing good, there was no fruit. Um, I needed to really see and evaluate my relationship with the Lord, if this was true or if I was just pretending. And God used that Grace Community Church college group, CSUN Bible study, as a, to really show me where I was at uh, at the time. The, the leader of that Bible study was Matt Waymeyer, and he was a seminary student, but he was also a, a godly man with a family who loved leading our group and loved ministering to us. And I just remember being there consistently with him and under his teaching, being convicted of my sins, of going through the motions of life, of being someone who I'm not, pretending to be someone I'm not, and really understanding that I needed to recommit my life to Christ, living for Christ now that I am older and can understand what that means fully. Uh, I met my wife in this Bible study. Um, she was a student at the time, um, and uh, God used her as well to just be a good influence on my life. So in the summer of, of 2001, I went on a mission trip to New Zealand with my brother and a group from the Grace Community Church. And that was just an, a time of refreshment, of being there for a purpose, um, to minister to kids um, in, in New Zealand at a, at a summer camp there, uh, give them the opportunity to, to be taught the word, the gospel, the truth, and to just be a part of their lives and encourage them and be encouraged as well. Um, it was really a life-changing experience. Came back um, knowing that I needed to to really live my life for for Christ alone. So early that that next year in 2002 at college winter camp uh, retreat, uh, I was baptized as an as an adult um, who understood and believed the gospel, what it means, what I needed to do after ba being baptized, how to live, and. Uh, that was when I believe I really knew what I needed to do, how I needed to live for Christ. And my wife and I were dating that whole year. <clears throat> we got married in 2003. 
um, through the church, um, at church. Um, and then we had our, all of our kids were born um, at Grace Community Church and I grew up there and we just grew up spiritually together there and individually um, under the teaching of Dr. MacArthur and the elders and the teachers there. Um, I couldn't, I can't explain where I would be or if we weren't there or if God hadn't changed my heart during that time. I would have just kept going through the motions probably, pretending to be someone I'm not. Or I would have ultimately just rejected God and just been a pretender and would have been living my life for myself. Um, life is so much more fulfilling um, living for living for Christ, living and, and living the way that he requires a man of God to live. Uh, living for your, uh, working hard for him, working hard for your family, working hard for your kids, um, doing it all for, the, for his glory, not to gain material things, not to gain success, but to know that you're you're honoring him in your work. That you you're you're doing it all for his, for his glory. Um, we just moved to Arizona this year, uh, a couple months ago, and we have kind of transitioned to with life that way with a new job. Um, but we had the opportunity to be at a great church, um, Redeemer Bible Church with a former friend of mine from Grace Community Church, John Bendinger, who I got to know back then and have kept in touch with and am excited to be a part of his ministry and what he's doing out here in Arizona. I couldn't think of a, of a better place to be spiritually with him and with his group there. And we are excited to be part of that. And um, this has been a hard time uh, this year with the way things have been going in the economy and in the world and with me changing jobs it's it's been a little stressful and it's given me time to or opportunity to see where my heart's at and God has reminded me of just the passage in, in Luke 12 where uh, Jesus is talking and he's talking to the, the people and he says, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. And he goes on to say, consider the ravens, they neither reap, they sow nor reap, they have neither storehouses nor barn, but yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you can add a single span, hour or span to his life by being anxious? That's my mentality as a, as a sinner, to be anxious, to be worried, to be nervous and unsure. That's what I struggle with. But I am reminded again and again that the Lord, through his, throughout the, his Bible, tells us, don't worry, don't be anxious. I will take care of you. Um, he provides for the birds and the lilies of the field. 
why do we need to worry about what we're going to wear and what we're going to eat? We are more valuable and more precious to Him than those things. Um, so, just wanted to say that I don't have an incredibly overpowering, life-changing moment of uh, where the Lord, uh, you know, that he, there was a life-changing moment. It, it was kind of always been part of my life. But I have seen growth over the years by being in the Word, by continually reading, being uh, in prayer with Him, um, dwelling on these things. It's, it's an active relationship as well. It's, putting, it's not just putting off the things that we know we're supposed to, but it's about putting on the deeds of righteousness. It's about having fruit in your life that it, that shows that you are a believer. Um, so I I've seen that, and I continue to see that. And it's nothing that I'm doing. It's all it's all the Spirit working in me. It's all God um, just giving me the strength to want to obey His word, to want to trust in Him to want these things because on my own I won't. Um, if, if I didn't have the Spirit in me, I would not want to obey God. I would not want to obey the Scripture. None of us would. We don't have that natural tendency to want to obey God or to do the right thing. We want to live for ourselves. We want to be selfish. We want to think only about what we want. It's only by the God's saving grace that He can save a person, and that's my case. It's it's not it's miraculous because He did the work, and otherwise I would not be who I am today. I wouldn't be have the desires that I have. So hopefully this has been an encouragement, and um, thank you for your time.